0: Okay, well, so hi everybody and welcome back to another episode, another video episode of Faith Brunell's Insights. I'm Faith Brunel and today here we have Garama, hopefully I've pronounced that right, so I'm going to hand over to him just to briefly introduce yourself to the listeners and talk a little bit about how your day's been so far.
1: Yeah, so my name is Garama, most
0: people know me as G and my day's been going well, thank you very much for asking, how's your day been going? Yes, I'm glad that it's been going well. My um, day has been very well, thank you. As you know, we had to reschedule the call uh, last week because unfortunately I was unwell. well, but I'm back up and running now. So it's just been well, it's been well. Unfortunately, it's a bit rainy um, here in Birmingham, but I'm pushing through and thank God I'm actually inside. So that is a uh, benefit. So I want to get stuck th- in to your wonderful inspirational journey talking about how you really focus on personal growth and development um with a range of people with business professionals as well and young people um i just want to talk to you about kind of the kind of the inception behind the gtm academy and i just wanted to ask you can you share like a pivotal moment or experience from your journey that inspired you to create the gtm academy and coach leaders
1: yeah so i mean gtm academy it's
0: it's basically the end result of something that I was experiencing when I was
1: about 15, 16 years old. And yeah. that was, I was looking around me at, at my life and I was looking at where I was going to be and I was looking at the people and I realized that the people around me were not where I wanted to be in life, right? I wasn't inspired by them. I wasn't motivated by them. And I ended up just going on like a YouTube rabbit hole. And yeah. I started listening to people like Tony Robbins, um, Gary V, Eric Thomas, like people that were inspiring me, people that were telling me that I could be better than what yeah. I thought I could be yeah and from there I always had that kind of spark in me that you know what it is I want to do more with my life but I, I never really knew what it was I just knew that I wanted to push myself I want to try new things and I wanted to be ambitious with my life and then from there I've always just taken on any opportunity that I could for my own personal development and slowly people started to ask me like hey I see you're doing all this stuff for yourself you're waking up early, you're taking four showers you're going for runs you're doing all this kind of stuff can you help me to also do this stuff? And from there, I was like, you know what it is? Yeah, I'd love to. And I got so much satisfaction out of helping other people. Like the fact that people even come to me now, it's still like, it still amazes me that I'm in a position where I can actually help others. And I was like, you know what it is? If I can turn this into something where I can build my life around it, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So that's what I did. I, I just thought about, okay, well, if I'm helping people, how can I go by helping people? And yeah. we tried everything under the sun. We did talks, we did workshops, video courses, conferences. We did and it we all. Ended up, yeah. yeah <laughs> we really did. Ended up settling at coaching because that's where we felt like we could have the most impact, especially with leaders who are in positions of high influence
0: that's wonderful really because as you said before like you channel the way you know the way you, it's, it's how you felt in your personal situation that you that, that you didn't feel motivated or really driven to do anything you know me, <laughs> really based on the kind of company that you were in and but, but then you were able to turn that around by actually you know seeking the right sources of inspiration and information really to get you to the next stage mm-hmm. and I think one thing I always really emphasize to the listeners throughout all of my podcasts and interviews is that you have to make sure that you have the right thing that actually inspires you and you know engage you and and pushes you to the next level in order to you know be your tipping point moment as as Malcolm Gladwell would term it so it's really important to see and really interesting to see how you've actually navigated through your own struggle and through coaching as you said that that you came to coaching after doing a wide range of activities with people you realize that coaching was the best way that you can actually channel your personal experience uh, and inspire really the next generation and leaders um, to get to where they need to be which is wonderful so (laughs) excuse me so Right. So you mentioned the importance really, um, you know, in some of your works as well as going through your LinkedIn, just to really kind of gain an insight into what you're doing and, to, you, you know, into your ethos and your values and what you do. And, you, you know, you've talked about the importance of taking responsibility for one's life. Uh, how do you guide individuals in embracing this responsibility, especially when they may not have had the space to do so before? Mm,
1: this is a really good question. And <laughs> the answer isn't as satisfying as I think it, it should be. <laughs> So in my personal experience, it's very, very difficult to guide someone to take on responsibility for their life. And the reason why is because people's belief systems have been built up over a long period of time. And to, to break them down or reframe them, it's a lot of work. However, what I found is that we all take responsibility for things within our lives to some degree, right? If we didn't yeah. have responsibility, we wouldn't be here. So for me, it was about figuring out, okay, what things do you actually care about? And then using that, leveraging those things that you already care about and figuring out how you can use that to apply it to different areas. So, yeah. for example, let's say someone doesn't care about their physical health, right? But they really care about, I don't know, like collecting stuff toys, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. If you say, look, okay, you really care about collecting stuff toys. This is what you want to do with your life. However, if you don't take care of your physical health, you can't do that. And immediately it raises the importance of like okay i need to take responsibility of this thing so that i can have the thing that i really want yeah so it's about leveraging people's personal motivations that they already have rather than trying to introduce new ones which i find is extremely difficult to impose that on someone else particular
0: yeah that's really interesting as well because you know you're getting people to actually understand like the importance of certain things and aspects in their life that if they want to continue doing something that they value they have to actually you know as you said to you gave the example of physical health They have to make sure that that they're physically ready and agile um, and able to actually do that thing and really prioritising the physical. I'd also say that prioritising your mental health is of utmost importance as well, that you don't become burnt out, that you don't become worried or distressed, that you actually make sure that you are in that space in your mind where you feel comfortable. And I know that a lot of people have spoken about imposter syndrome where they feel like they don't belong. And so really I can see that what you're doing through that work is really getting people to actually understand, you know, that in order to do one thing well, you have to make sure that everything is, ordered and get them to actually you know it's not like a hierarchy of importance um it also kind of goes back to Maslow's needs and I think that like the hierarchy of needs and thinking about what do you actually need you know to achieve to get to the next level and that really kind of stems into another question of mine Uh, can you provide an example of a transformational change that you've witnessed in a leader (laughs) or an individual through your coaching
1: yeah definitely so (laughs) that's interesting I I stopped coaching someone yesterday we basically the end of our coaching time frame yeah. and i've been coaching them for about a year and a half and man when i first spoke to them their their main challenge was that they they didn't enjoy their career they were in a leadership position but they didn't enjoy it
0: mm-hmm. right
1: and we actually have a form that we ask our clients to fill in at the start and at the end of the journey so we can see how much they progressed. and at the start they said that out of 10 their satisfaction was a five
0: right,
1: right? and understanding why it was a five was something that never really came across them like okay i don't feel good about work they felt anxious when they went into work they didn't know how to deal with the problems that they were having when it came into work they didn't know how to confront management about certain things that they were doing wrong so what we did is we sat down with them and we broke it down and having that space where you can just talk about what's going wrong was so important for them to figure out where is the actual problem how do we define it how to generate solutions and from there bit by bit we managed to figure out okay look this is what's in your control this is not what's not in your control we we decided that look the culture that they were in at work wasn't something that they were in a position to change yeah and instead we managed to find them a new job that was much more aligned to their own personal values where they were still in a leadership position but it it provided them with the security and culture that they needed for them to truly grow and we just finished the the last um submission of their report yesterday, and they said that their their fulfillment level within their career now wow. is a ten out of ten. Yeah. So it went from a five to a ten, and even if able to see that, Yeah, like that's a that was a crazy result for us. I was asking them like they said that they've been having a really stressful time at work recently as well, and I was like, oh, okay, how are you feeling about that? And they're just like, you know, it's weird. I'm stressed, but I don't care. Like I'm not personally bothered before. Yeah. I used to get stressed. It used to it used to be like a burden on them. It used to like hold them down. Yeah. However, now the stress comes and they know how to manage it. They know how to deal with it because they have the correct systems and stuff in place.
0: So like, I think that that's really, like, it's really interesting actually because you've helped them to really navigate through you know, a hard time in their life. You know, you know they're working at a job that they're not really satisfied by, and you're actually helping them to navigate through both their feelings and their emotions, but also like in terms of their end goal, as you ask them, like, what do you want to get from it? Like, are you comfortable? Are you happy? So that's looking at the mental health, and it's also their well-being, really, in in their life as well, do they feel like they've achieved what they need to achieve? And I think really like what you're doing through the G-Team Academy is you are providing a solution to a problem that many people face where they are stuck they feel stuck and what you're doing is you're helping them navigate so it's great to hear that actually about kind of that is an awesome result you know in terms of someone starting at the beginning with a 5 out of 10 satisfaction to kick you know to literally like catapulting to the end of your journey to actually having a 10 out of 10 satisfaction that's amazing and you know it really actually goes back to, to the faith beyond the insights mantra it's not an event it's a journey your journey can begin now what we do here is helping people to start that journey so really that's excellent how you really spoke mm-hmm. to them about out, where are you and giving these example of stress you know yes they're stressed but it's not like a personal burden or a blockage it's just something that's just there they're getting on with it because they, and, I, and i think what one point you great that you mentioned was that you can't change the culture you know, you can't change the culture. Let's just focus on what we can change. It's about your attitude towards that and how you actually deal with certain issues. And so um, in your view, what are key qualities or attributes that define a successful leader? And how do you work with your clients to develop these traits?
1: Okay. So the number one thing that is absolutely essential for every leader, no matter what industry that they're in, yeah, no matter what kind of leader that they want to be, is being able to have a vision for where they want things to be.
0: Yeah.
1: If you don't have a vision, you don't have a direction. If you don't have a direction, you can't lead anyone because you don't know where you're going. Right. Yeah. So the the fundamental thing is vision. The next thing that I found is really important is ambition. Right. Any vision that you have that's worth striving towards is probably going to be difficult to some level. There's there's no visions that I've had within my life that I've tried to pursue without encountering some sort of obstacle. That's always going to be the case. If you've got ambition, it makes it so much easier to get through any obstacles that you're facing. So that's the second thing. And then the final thing I've found is being open to learning, right? If you have those three traits where you can have a clear vision, you've got the ambition and you're open to learning, I genuinely believe there's not a vision on earth that you can create that you can't move towards.
0: Yeah yeah really important as you mentioned you know you have to have a vision that really goes back to you know um, as a Christian that goes back to a Bible verse that I'm actually very familiar with which is um proverbs 29 eighteen from the King James version which talks about you know where there is no where there you know whether if no vision basically the people perish. Um, Mm. Which basically goes back to what you're saying, that there needs to be a vision, there needs to be a strategy, there needs to be something in order, if you're going to be leading, as it says in the Bible, and as it really says in in your goals, talking about vision, you have to have somewhere where you're going, you have to have a mission, as you said, you have to be willing to learn, because if you are, you know, what I always talk about in my study kind of tube content on YouTube, and in the podcast, is this growth versus fixed mindset. If you have a fixed mindset where, you, where you're where you stuck, you know, where you take your failure as, you know, the end of the world and you don't actually learn from it, you're not growing. But it kind of ties into what you said about learning. Having that growth mindset means that you are able to, you know, to take certain aspects and segments from your failure and actually pivot that and push that, you know, to pivot your success. Um, and it really goes back to a quote that I love. From, um, a, from a man called Booker T. Washington, who was one of America's first black educators. And he said that success is not about where you are. It's about the obstacle that you've overcome to get to that success. And it's a quote that I've used many times and will continue to use because it demonstrates the importance, the sheer importance of your journey. Um, and just kind of closing now, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so... I know that so we've actually kind of talked about one of the questions already about about the strategies and you talked about the vision that really ties in there. I want to talk to talk talk to you a little bit about the world now and talking about where you know you're building a world you know where leaders take responsibility for their change and that's a very noble mission. Uh, can you share some of the challenges that you've uh, encountered in pursuing this goal and how you've overcome them?
1: Yeah <laughs> so the <laughs> biggest challenge I've encountered with this is actually dealing with myself right. And what I mean by that is anytime that you're on a mission, anytime that you're trying to get something done, your biggest enemy, the one factor that's going to make it harder than anything else is your persistence. Yeah. And I found that the times that have been the most difficult is not because the obstacle was difficult. It's not because the obstacle was impossible to get over. It's because my levels of motivation, my levels of ambition, my vision wasn't as clear as it should have been. And understanding that it actually ties back to me yeah. was the main thing that I realized when it came to uh, answering this question. If my mind isn't right, then then there's no hope. Then there's there's no way that I can get through anything. So I said that's the that's the biggest obstacle that I've faced when trying to pursue this and trying to get other people to see it. I have to fully believe in it. I have to fully commit to it. Yeah. If my commitment's not there, other people are not following.
0: The yeah, I think that's really important as well, because like, it does start with you. So you have to be ready to actually be able to deliver a service to help people. And I think it's um very, actually, it's very um humble. It's very honest of you to be able to admit that you struggled with actually, you know, with yourself. You know, what can I do? And sometimes, as I said before, it goes back to what we said in the beginning, in, in the beginning of the episode from the outset that imposter syndrome, a lot of people struggle with it. Um, you know, a lot of people think that they're not worthy of where they are. And I said, you know, as you said, it wasn't the obstacle that was big. It was your mindset. It was like what you, how you felt about yourself and the skill that you could bring to the table. And finally, really, this actually goes back to your personal routine. I, I actually saw that boxing and exercise play a part in your daily routine. Uh, how do you believe physical fitness and mental well-being are connected to effective leadership and personal growth?
1: I think they're the essential to being a leader. I know for a fact that if I'm not physically taking care of myself I'm not in a position to be leading other people. Yeah. I'm a big believer in leading by example.
0: Right.
1: Which is why for me I, I go to the gym every day. Right. I prioritize it because I want other people that look up to me and other people that are on my team to be like well if G's doing it every day I can yeah. do it every day. I actually have one of my team members that we have a challenge. Um, Sabrina. So basically we agreed that Every day, I do 100 push-ups. Up, push Every day, she does 100 squats. And we test each other once it's done. And yeah. while it's like a nice accountability thing, from a leadership point of view, I think it's so important as well because what I'm doing through that is teaching someone, look, your physical health is really important. Yeah. But I'm also proving that I believe it by actually going through and doing it myself. Yeah. And when yeah. I've been working with people who are you know, in high-stress situations, who are getting close to burnout, one of the first things that you can guarantee if they're getting close to burnout, How much are you exercising? Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: How much time have you got for yourself? None.
0: That's important as well, like... Yeah, like you know, setting out time for yourself in your busy life, your busy schedule is imperative because you have to have time for yourself to unwind, to relax. As you said, leading by example is important. You can't tell people to go left and you're going right. You have to be consistent. I think that as a leader, you know, from what I've really gathered from you from asking these questions today, you really seem like somebody who's really an inspiration to other people because not only do you have, you know. Not only do you have the guide or the framework that they they can emulate and actually implement, but you actually implementing that for yourself and leading by example. So, thank you, thank you very much, Guru Um, thank you very much. I think I just pronounced your name wrong, didn't I? So, at the end, all right, we're getting there, everybody. We're getting there. Um, so (laughs) just remind me again, remind me again, and and for the listeners in case they actually want to talk to you or have a coaching session.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Guru.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. Okay. Fun. Thank you, Garutma. We got there no. for your thoughts, <laughs> for your insights as well. Can you talk to me just finally about how the listeners can get in touch with you after the show?
1: Yeah, definitely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Garutmaster, just my name, or you can get in touch on LinkedIn if you got more professional inquiries.
0: Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you, you, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show today on the Faith Brunel Insights podcast show uh, to actually talk about your journey and you know what inspired you to create the wonderful and really beneficial G Team Academy. <laughs> Excuse me. So this is your host, everybody. As you can see, actually fighting my cough now. I'm still recovering, but here I am. Um so <laughs> without further ado, everybody, this is your host, Faith Brunel signing off. Have a good day.